Hey, there's this new movie out, the landmark case Roe versus Wade, uh, and it's got a pretty amazing cast, especially for something. I mean, think how brave you have to be to be in this. Corbin Bernstein is in it, Stacey Dash, John Schneider, Steve Gutenberg, and, of course, our good friend John Voigt. Uh, John is amazing in anything that uh, he is in. I haven't seen the movie because of what was happening last week, um, but it is, I mean, this is one of the most important court cases that has changed the fabric of America, but people don't know the full story. Um, they, they don't have any idea of what really happened. The political maneuvering and the, the uh, targeting of even Supreme Court members and the graft that went on, it was really, really dirty. Right now, you can find it. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. See it on demand or from your major cable or satellite carrier. After half a century, it's time to expose all of the lies. The truth has its day in court. Download Roe vs. Wade, the movie, today. Roe vs. Wade. It's not a documentary. It's a movie. Do it now. Uh, and we thank them for their, their sponsorship of this half hour on Blaze Coverage. Show begins in a few seconds. Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, there, there is some, there's some amazing news going on uh, about Joe Biden. I haven't had a chance to even talk about the gun legislation or the executive orders that he has done. Uh, the, uh, the transportation bill that they are building human infrastructure. Everything is designed to change who we are and how we live. Same with the COVID rules. Now, up in Canada, they've already thrown one pastor in jail, a high-security jail. Uh, they let him out, and now, over the weekend, they they took razor wire and chain-link fences and put it around the church and said, you're closed without any warning or anything. You're closed. No one's going into the church. This is a church that hasn't had one single case of COVID, not one. And why are they shutting down the church? Oh, wait, it gets better. Then they started, the Canadians started arresting journalists who were covering it. When did it become China? And how close are we to this? In 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Your dog doesn't know the difference between healthy food and unhealthy food, but his body does. His body does. And when you're fill, fe, feeding him the dry kibble food, his body's telling him, yeah, it's not, it's not really good for you. Kibble food has to be sterilized because it needs, I think, a two-year shelf life. So the dog's body is missing out on all the things they need, like vitamins and minerals and probiotics and antioxidants, all the same stuff that you need to have a healthier and happier life. Your dog needs. 
In a lot of cases, this is how I went with my dog, Uno. He just lose. He just lost interest in eating. I'm telling you, Tanya called me last night. You got to get the dog food. Make sure you feed and make sure you you put in the rough greens. And here's what you got to do for the dog food. And I'm like, honey, he would eat dirty socks if I put rough greens on it. Uh, not every dog is the same, but but Uno rushes to the bowl. I mean, literally runs. You know that run, except he's a hundred pound dog. You know that run when they're on, uh, you know, wood or linoleum and they they kind of run and then they can't stop and they slide he slides into the back wall every day just boom and then he goes to the he kind of like and then he goes to his bowl get a free bag of rough greens right now just for your dog to try it out all you pay for is shipping just to make sure that your dog will eat it then if he will then go order some uh, rough greens and put it on your dog's food it will change them. You'll see month after month. I see more and more changes in Uno. He is truly a different dog. Roughgreens.com slash Beck, or you can call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. I think Canada has lost its mind. It has extended its COVID-19 lockdowns. It has thrown a pastor in church. Now is thrown uh, a, a put a fence around a church, closed it down. Not a crazy radical church, not, not any of that stuff. Closed it down and then started arresting journalists who were covering the story. What is happening in Canada? Well, let's go to uh, Ezra Levant. He is the founder of Rebel News. That's kind of like a, a blaze up in Canada. Uh, and he hosts the Ezra Levant Show. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Glenn. I, uh, I love Americans. One of the things I love about Americans is they care about freedom around the world. I know that you care about the freedom of people in Xinjiang, China, the Uyghur Muslims. I know you care about Christians in Iraq and other places in the Muslim world. But I sort of feel shy to say it. I I think we might need some help up here in Canada. I know that sounds odd, but I I sure would like it if you could help shine a light of scrutiny on what's going on up north here, because the the troubles about religious freedom and press freedom, they're not just in faraway places now. They're just across the border. And I, I, I can tell you two crazy cases. The first is what you mentioned, the Grace Life Church, it's a very nice church outside Edmonton, Alberta. I visited it myself, loving, peaceful, the friendliest folks. I tell you, if I wasn't Jewish, I'd go every week. <laughs> Great people. And the pastor uh, was sentenced to 35 days in a maximum jail, maximum security jail, because he wouldn't close his church. By the way, when he was in jail, the church kept open anyways. Another pastor presided. And they they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything to that pastor. They didn't do anything to the church. No, and there was no need to. And by the way, there was never a single case in the church, let alone an outbreak. And everything was fine until one day they moved in at dawn. There was no one in the church. The police seized the church, occupied the church, and turned it into... Well, the only way I can describe it is a paramilitary garrison, like like a fort. 
they have a perimeter fence and then within it they have another fence they put up a big black tarp around it so you can't see what they're doing they have police coming and going in shifts these are heavily armed police they also have lesser armed police they brought their latrines in and i i think it's very disrespectful they put them right outside the front door of the church the bathrooms uh so they're literally doing to the church what they're also figuratively doing i wonder if they would defile a mosque in the same way but they have turned this church into a garrison why because if they were to leave the church members would just go back in so they are a permanent occupation and militarization of grace life church i know you're thinking that can't be true well there's plenty of video of it so this weekend obviously was sunday two interesting things happened first of all the church members met but they did not meet at their church they met at a second secret location an underground church like they do in china china so the yeah the actual congregants of Grace Life Church and their pastor did not go to their building. They went somewhere else. They believe that the church is with them. It's not a piece of bricks and metal and mortar. Correct. Uh, Correct. And so they're having an underground church, China style. But at the same time, almost a thousand people not with the church went to the church in solidarity. Now there were different approaches. Some of them were more angry, some were more peaceful, some prayed for the police, some shouted at the police, and there was a moment when some of the the protesters knocked down the exterior fence. And and by the way, some people affiliated with the church said, no, no, don't do that. We could have taken the church physically any time if we wanted to. We're not we're we're not protesting a piece of metal. We're we're here for the right to pray. And, and so there was an interesting divergence in views should they physically retake the church or not in the end the fence went back up quickly but not before a huge brigade of heavily armed swat style police from the mounties the royal canadian mounted police came gas masks riot gear basically stormtroopers they were at a staging facility nearby uh, what are they going to do were, were they were they going to shoot people it was so insane. So you have an underground church in hiding, a pastor conducting secret services out of uh, the surveillance of police. You have a church being turned into an armed garrison, like a, like a military base. You have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, close to a thousand people protesting this. When some of them pressed against the fence and knocked it down, they dispatch, you know, stormtroopers and looked uh, heavily armed. That is Canada, and I happen to be from that province of Alberta. Its motto is strong and free. That's false advertising today, Glenn. First of all, when did the Mounties lose their cool, you know, horse and red jacket? Uh, I mean, yeah. Well, that's uh, the thing. Mounties are so beloved because they have such a great reputation going back more than a century. Um, you know, there was that old show. Um, uh, oh, boy, I just... Uh, there was a show about a Mountie in the States, the fish out of water kind of show. I, I just mm-hmm. forgot it. I mean, Mounties, it was a, Mounties are beloved. They're friendly. It's like the British Bobby. Everyone loves the Mountie. But that's not the, the Mounties today. The Mounties today, they only wear their red jackets and ride their horses for fancy ceremonies. 
Today they were doing the dirty work of shutting down a church. I can't imagine that any young man grew up and said, I want to grow up and go to the police academy and get a shield and a badge and a gun. And, and so I can, what, catch bank robbers, catch murderers, or expropriate and occupy a church and throw pastors in prison. That same prison, Glenn, they emptied out 400 violent offenders because they were worried they would catch COVID in the prison. I'm not making that up. 400 violent men were released from prison, but they put the pastor in that same prison for 35 days. That's Canada, and I I don't want to seem alarmist, but I sure would love it if, you know, Americans with a big footprint like Senator Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio, people who talk about freedom in China or Cuba or Iran, boy, I'd love it if they would put out a statement about this. And, and can I tell you one more story from Montreal this weekend that I was personally at? Uh, it, if it's about the media, I want you to hold on to that. Um, sure, I'll hold on to that. Talk- it's crazy. Okay. One of our people I was arrested t- yesterday. Hang on just a second. I want to talk about that here in a second. I, I want to ask you one question on the media, and then I'll take a quick break. Um, the the mainstream, you know, the CBC, are they even covering what's happening at this church? Uh, they don't cover it often, and when they do, they cover it uh, with aggressive criticism. They paint the church as um, criminals. Radicals. They Yeah, radicals. They smear it as unhealthy, uh, super spreaders, even though I say again, not one case, let alone an outbreak. This pastor obviously could have got out of jail in one minute, let alone 35 days. It was as if they gave him his own keys. All he had to do was lie and say, I won't go back to the church. Imagine a man who would endure 35 days of maximum security prison when he had his own keys. He endured that because he would not say a lie. The lie being, I won't go back to the church and I won't preach. He wouldn't say that. And that is the most gentle man, the most peaceful man, the most nonviolent man, the most self-abnegating man you'll ever find. And yet they demonize him. They call him a wacko, an extremist. Um, they mock the church itself. Um, because it's not just that he's a dissident. It's that he obviously believes in a higher power than politicians. Mm-hmm. And he, if you are a lockdownist, if that's your superstition, I'm not even going to call it a religion. If you believe in lockdownism, if you wear a mask the same way a Muslim woman might wear a hijab or a Jewish man might wear a yarmulke, if the mask is your religious symbol, your symbol of submission to your philosophy of lockdownism, and oh, now one mask or two masks, or you, the, the high priests wear three masks, and you have it. Like, if you believe in that whole mindset, fine. But there are some people who believe in something higher than Anthony Fauci. And that's what, that's why people rage against churches and other institutions of religious institutions that won't close because they say, aha, you don't believe what I believe. And your resistance is a, is an insult to my belief system. I I think there's something to that, Glenn. I think it's a, a, a nature abhors a vacuum. And this, mm-hmm. this uh, superstition has filled the void. You know, Ezra, you're the type of mind that would enjoy, uh, you should read the book Hitler's Monsters. It's a very mm. scholarly book, but it talks about that, that one, that Nietzsche was right. And once you killed God, what did the German people fill that vacuum with? And it right. goes in depth on 
on a lot of the stuff that I think we're doing right now, uh, and I'm talking religiously, you, you start to go into myths, you go into magic. I mean, it is, it's nuts. And we're starting to repeat this and, and condemning the church and, and real believers and making them look like idiots, imbeciles, and uh, radicals. More with Ezra Levant here in just a second. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. For just a minute, I want you to think about what it would be like to be out of debt. I mean, think about, think about what it would like to have, what, how many more hundreds of dollars uh, saved every month? I can help you save hundreds of, hundreds of dollars every month, maybe even over $1,000 if you refinance your mortgage with American financing without resetting the term, that's the, the kind of uh, outcome that you're facing is being strapped with debt or figuring out a way to get out of those high interest credit cards or this mortgage with a very high interest rate and doing it now. If you have debts, you're not alone. 2020 was a really rough year. 2021, I think, is going to be worse you got to weather this storm uh, to put yourself into a situation where you are as, as good financially as possible. Whether you're looking to purchase a home for the first time or wanting to refinance your mortgage or to consolidate a loan, American Financing is the way to go. Call them today. You could be saving hundreds of dollars every month. Do it now. Don't take my word for it. Give them a call. See what American Financing can do for you. They work for you, not the banks. American Financing, 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. 10 seconds, station ID. So uh, Ezra Levant joins us. He is uh, the founder of Rebel News, which you can find rebelnews.com. Also, fightthefines.com, which is a really important uh, thing you guys are doing up in Canada that we are working on here to be able to do uh, down here in the United States. So tell me about, we, we now know the church, but now tell me what happened to the press that was covering this. Sure. Well, as you mentioned, we don't just report the news. Sometimes we try and get involved in it if we think we can make a difference. And one of the things we do is we crowdfund. You know what that is. Everyone chips it a few bucks. And, sure. and before you know it, you got enough to do something important. So um, we crowdfund civil liberties lawyers to fight some of these crazy lockdown tickets for people. And so far, we've we've taken 607 cases across Canada. And we've even recorded a French version of our program. And I know you're going to laugh, a Yiddish version, because there's lots of uh, Yiddish-speaking religious Jews in the city of Montreal I that know. get picked on because, because they have to pray at certain hours, and they can't do synagogue by Zoom because they don't use electricity on the Sabbath. So mm -hmm. there's a, a religious Jewish community in Montreal that gets picked on a lot. So we made a special video offering them legal help. So we have French, English, Yiddish. We have lawyers across the country. The thing is, police forces don't like that because they want people to pay these huge fines. They want them as a deterrent. And if people aren't scared anymore, maybe they won't be so compliant. And by the way, we ask prickly questions like, 
hey, how come you were so abusive when you made that arrest? Or can we have some disclosure of your case? Or maybe this isn't constitutional. So because we both do A, the journalism, and B, the fight the fines activism, we have a new set of enemies at Rebel News, including the police. And they started physically pushing our people around when we cover things in Montreal. We had one reporter and the, who himself is Jewish. And when the police would stop him, they'd say, oh, it's the Jew media. Oh, you're the oh Jew. Oh, my gosh. And, and that's all on tape, by the way. Uh, and it sort of bugged me because I thought, that feels anti-Semitic. That feels like anti-social <laughs> policing. I mean, right. maybe he means like a Jewish newspaper. So I don't want to jump to a conclusion. But it gave me the willies. Because he's not there as a Jew. He's there. Like, we have only two Jewish journalists. We have Muslim journalists. We have Christian. We, we've, it's, we're not a religious company. Uh, like, sure. it's not. Like we, we stand up for everyone's freedom of religion. But we're not a Jewish sure. media. Um, so they started really picking on our guy, Yankee. And so we sent three or four more reporters to back him up, who, by the way, happened to be from different religious and racial backgrounds. And then police targeted them, handcuffed them, gave them thousands of dollars of fines, pushed them, physically assaulted them. So we had one reporter, they pushed him around. So we sent three or four reporters, they pushed them around. So this weekend, then we took half the company. We took 17 of our people to Montreal to stand with Yankee and our other journalists to wear big high visibility pinnies saying press and to go and report on these lockdowns to show the police that we're not going to be pushed around. We actually hired a lawyer to accompany us on the streets because it was important to us to assert our freedom of the press. So we had 17 people backing up our one Montrealer where the police went nuts. They found our Airbnb. We were staying at an Airbnb, which was actually a little houseboat together. That way we had privacy and we were all together right. in one place. I've got about 40 police, seconds. Police raided the houseboat. I said, come back with a warrant. They said, no, we're locking the entire boat down as a crime scene. You may not get on or off. They Actually, you can only get off. They searched us for 10 hours. They demanded to search the rooms of the reporters. No search warrant. They physically roughed up one of our reporters and jailed him, and no judge would give them a search warrant. There's a war on the church. There's a war on the free press. It's happening in Canada. Please help. Okay, I, I got to pull you over for the next break. If you can, stay with us uh, for for one more segment because I, I I need to understand what they thought you guys had on you or what they were searching for. America... It is on our doorstep. Wake up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Connie lives in Nevada, and over the past few years, she started suffering from back and hip pain that just progressively got worse and worse. She saw her doctor about it. They tried a number of different things to make the pain go away. Nothing she tried worked for very long. Boy, do I, do I relate to that? Uh, when she would uh, when she would find something that would work, it just dulled the pain and made her fuzzy. Connie was at her wit's end. She heard me talking about Relief Factor on the radio one day. She's decided, I got nothing to lose. She'd give it a try. She says, literally, within a few days, her, ba- her pain began to subside, and it's never come back. Connie got her life back. 
relief factor. It's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll get uh, 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're with uh, Ezra Levant. He is uh, from uh, Rebel Media uh, up in uh, up in Canada, almost in, in mission, really almost a, a sister to uh, blaze.com. He's the founder of Rebel News, host of the Ezra Levant uh, show. You can find him at rebelnews.com, rebelnews.com. Also, he is uh, the founder of fightthefines.com, where they are trying to help people with fines that they incur from the Canadian government and just kind of do a, a, you know, a crowdfunding for those fines. Back in March, I believe, you guys were at a, a global uh meeting or protest of the lockdowns it was happening globally and you guys walked away with like six thousand dollars in fines can you start there with your story sure we cover uh peaceful demonstrations every single weekend in various cities uh so when we send reporters we're not sending them as activists we're sending them just to point a camera and report and in in fact we often wear these big uh, vests that say press on them. Um, we, we comply with the rules. We don't get, bet- if, if there's arrests being made, we stay a few feet back. We don't want to get into it, but police seem to target us in Toronto. They say that media is not allowed to report. Uh, they say media are not essential. And then when we press them on it, they said, well, you're not essential. Other media are exempt. Things like that. Uh, in Montreal, mm-hmm. the same thing happened handcuffing our people, throwing them against vans, harassing them, strange okay, anti-Semitic so, remarks. I, I, need to, I need to see the video of this, Ezra, because I, I find this so hard to believe coming from Canada. What, what were the people, what were your people doing? What were they reporting on? Tell me the, sure, describe I, the scene. Sure. We have the videos up at lockdownreports.com because we're doing a series of them. And you can see, for example, there was a huge march in Montreal, and, and our reporters were standing on the sidewalk, but because the, the police saw their cameras, they went up to them, reached for them, grabbed them, pushed them flat up against the police van, in one case threw their phone to the ground, handcuffed them, thousands of dollars of tickets. Now, you might be saying, no, that can't be. There's got to be something else going on. Surely you guys threw a punch. Surely you guys did. No, no, no. When they see the cameras, they know. And in fact, on, and we, we now wear body cameras also. So if they throw our handheld cameras to the ground, we catch it anyways. One of the police told our chief videographer, why are you guys being so skeptical and critical? The other media aren't. He, he <laughs> dropped the mask for a second, and he, they're genuinely confused, these Montreal police, because we're not submissive and compliant 
like what I call the media party. So there's there's no mistaking. Our people are, are mild. Man- I'm not mild mannered. I'm noisy. But our videographers are polite and mild mannered. And they're standing on the sidewalk. Uh, they're, they're just filming but that. To, to a Montreal police officer, if you have a camera, you're as dangerous as someone who has a gun because you will show their misconduct. And so when they discovered we were on this Airbnb houseboat on the weekend, they tried to storm the boat. I said, go and get a search warrant. Ten hours, they called our boat a police crime scene. In the end, they couldn't give a judge, get a judge to sign the search warrant. And I kept saying, what, what do you think you're going to find? They said, oh, this Airbnb violates rules against social distancing and public gatherings. I said, it's a hotel. It's a registered hotel. You've got to shut down. Every, like, obviously, they were just trumping up some excuse. And just bizarrely, after a 10-hour siege, they just packed up and left. No tickets, no charges. Now, they, I read in the newspapers that they're telling other reporters they're going to send us various fine to the mail, I suspect we'll probably get about 20 grand worth of fines because each for what? is 1500 Well, I, I don't know. For anything, um, they, they give us jaywalking fines. They give us any fine just to load us up. But, you know, we're fighting fines for 607 other people. I'm happy to fight fines for our journalists, too. I think they look terrible. But what's so scary to me, the actual worst part of this all, Glenn, uh, whether it's the church in Edmonton, that has become a police paramilitary garrison or the little raid on our Airbnb in Montreal over the weekend. The worst part isn't even the police misconduct. It's that the media party, the mainstream media, the legacy media, the corporate media, they look at it and they say, yeah, yeah, those are bad guys. That clergyman is a bad guy. Rebel news are bad because they're not with the narrative. And yeah, you can be a bit rough with them. I mean, where's Reporters Without Borders? Where's Penn International? Where's Amnesty International? Where's the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, our version of the ACLU? Normally, they, didn't they would mean freak it. out. Yeah, yeah, they, they didn't, didn't mean, mean it. it. No, they jailed they didn't one mean of it. our reporters, took him to the police station for six hours yesterday. Uh, where, where's the outcry? If we were for uh, what? 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 What was the charge? There was a they, the police. They, they were pushing. They were physically pushing us away from the boat. They, they were taking bikes and sort of, like, there's 50 cops. Uh, we're, we haven't uploaded all the videos yet. You can see some of them at lockdownreports.com. But we j- really just got back to Toronto last night. So we've got like hours worth of footage we're going to upload. Seriously, okay. most of our team was on that boat and we were kept off the boat. And one of our guys was in jail. We should have all the footage out over the course of the next few days. All right, I'm so, worried uh, that we're at a tipping point. Ezra, I know you have to run because you have a show to do, but um, get that get that video to us, and then I'd love to have you on tomorrow to take us through this video to show America, because you're right. It, it, you need we all must stand together. We all must stand together, or we are in deep trouble. Thank you so much, Ezra Levant, uh, founder of Rebel News. You can find him at rebelnews.com. Uh, Stu, I mean, you know, do you know that YouTube is now taking away the platform for him? They've they've taken away all of their ability to monetize anything. So even the even the sponsors that specifically say I want to be on Rebel News, YouTube won't let those people sponsor. 
They specifically say, I want a sponsor. It's amazing how far they're going. I mean, Canada does seem to be worse in some ways, but it's obviously either here at this point or right around the corner in the United States as well. Where do you go? What border are you going to cross for safety? Where are you going to go in the world? China, did you hear about what happened in Canada with um, Cindy McCain? Cindy McCain has the John McCain you know, award for... I don't know what it is, service or something. And they are, it's an organization that is very, I don't want to say anti-China, but, you know, not not China friendly. Anybody who is standing up against the atrocities in, in China, uh, this charity will recognize. Well, they've they've given a couple of these awards out now. One was to, I think, a Chinese uh group of dissidents uh oh the dissidents in in hong kong and then also i think dissidents in greece that were standing up they wanted to give this year's award to the president of taiwan and canada said if you do that we want nothing to do with your organization <laughs> a hell is happening to canada yeah terrifying i mean we went over some of the stuff uh on the show last weekend and it's so far be- i mean trudeau is so far beyond sane like he's got a policy now where if you take off on a flight from the united states let's say you have to take a, a, a test and come up negative before you leave and then you also have to take a, a test once you arrive so like as if you got covid on the flight of course it wouldn't show up on the test when you landed and then even if you test negative you still have to quarantine inside the country for i think 14 days now, these insane. are not science-based it's absolutely insane this is not a science-based idea no. here they just it doesn't matter anymore it's really now at this point seems to be this signal of control and and, and i guess apparent virtue but i don't see the virtue in it so I missed the, I mean, I've read all about it, but I missed the uh, Joe Biden speech last week about guns. Oh, that was fun. You missed a good one. <laughs> Did I? Yes. I hear he called it the AFT. Yeah, the AFT. Uh, many times. Was good. The AFT. He, he did, yeah. Glenn, I think one thing that has not been noticed by many uh, that I've heard at least is that he, you know, there's this thing that went on with the left where they said, uh, you know, look, thoughts and prayers are not enough. And yeah. then it became like something that actual politicians on the left were saying, which was very yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. He actually said in the speech, uh, no more prayers. He doesn't want any more prayers, apparently. Enough prayers. Which is, I thought, a strange stance for a, a, a supposedly religious person to take. That he does actually, not only are they not no, enough, you know he doesn't God, want any God more God can of them. only do so much, <laughs> Stu, really. Yeah. God can only do so much. Look, there's no miracle coming, Glenn. I mean, sure, we have, you know, vaccines developed in the fastest Mm -hmm. amount of time uh, in human history. Uh, But no miracle is coming. So he's limited God in that way. And now he does not want any more prayers from this uh, hard, heartfelt Catholic. Seems like a uh, seems like he's really acting on that. So he uh, his new gun controls. And we have to talk about this uh, tomorrow, maybe um, is his first step is to get ghost guns. Yeah. Uh, off the street now i didn't know about ghost guns but here's bad news if you do know about ghost guns and you're part of the ghost ghost guns industry i guess um i think he's hired the mystery machine uh and those 
troublemaking kids, those <laughs> damn teenagers with that dog, uh, yeah. to capture the ghost guns. Uh, I didn't know we had a problem with ghost guns. Did you? Did you? Uh, no, no, they're not yeah. a problem. It's just a good way of getting people excited about an issue they're not familiar with, right? Like it's not. Right. We talked to a ton of people right. who actually have built ghost guns before. Uh, quote unquote ghost guns that's a pejorative term of course but uh it's just you build it yourself from parts you can buy online yeah and and they have some of them that are like 80 percent done so that's that's i guess the ghost gun it comes in a kit but it's like you have to have like a drill press like there guys people were walking us through all the steps you know i would absolutely blow myself up if i tried to make one like i mean there's it's not like it's not like criminal syndicates are going to get together and be like you know what we can we can avoid the serial numbers for the murders we're going to commit because we care a lot about the serial number crime and not the murder crime. So we're going to build we're going to take all our resources and go into building these guns. I mean, it's just such a ridiculous thing. It's a very, very minor part. Oh, of, I, I will tell you the the mob, the the syndicate, as I believe Lucy once said in uh, in Charlie Brown's Christmas, uh, the syndicate uh, would get together and make guns and ghost guns if they're banned. If all this stuff is banned and honest people can't get them. Are you kidding me? Do you know what the black market will oh. be? Mainly, well, all for criminals, I guess, if you're buying it on the black market. Uh, but. Do you, I mean, it'll be a massive boon to criminal organizations. Still, though, it's never, I don't know that it ever, unless you're in like a Gilead sort of uh, handmaid's tale situation, there's never going to be a, a good <laughs> a reason to go and build your own gun for crime. Like pe- hobbyists do it because they love it. Just like we're using this example of like some people like to brew beer. Other people like to go to 7-Eleven and get it in a 24 pack. Right. Like, you know, so, uh, brewing beer is not necessary right now, but people love to do it. So that's why people, you know, build their own guns. Like there's 400 million guns in this country and an open border on our south with another hundred million down there. There's absolutely no reason to build a gun to get a gun. Right. Like only if you just love the art of it, if you love to do it that way, mm-hmm. you know, there's mm-hmm. no reason mm-hmm. to bother. You can get them. You can steal them. You can buy them on the black market already. And we, I, and, I, the, and the left mm-hmm. won't close the border where they keep coming across. Right. This that I just so the audience knows. I read the prequel to The Handmaid's Tale, mm-hmm. and this is what the bad guy was telling people. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I should, just, I'd be not... a good bad guy in The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Can I tell you something? I think I'd be a good bad guy, too, in, in any tale, really. Uh, tax hikes, money printing, hedge funds collapsing, banks losing billions in bad leverage bets. These are the things that are all coming our way. It's business and usual, as usual, as, uh, as our government... And our financial industry is eroding the value of the dollar. The current administration is doing that. Collapse of the dollar is all but inevitable at this point. And you can, they will deny and deny and deny, but they are talking about, uh, it's what's called a DUSD, a digitized US dollar. Okay. That's what's coming. That's the replacement. And, uh, the dollar that you have is going to be worth fraction uh, in just a few years. I think I think we could see it in a year. I think we could see it in five years where we are no longer they're buying the dollar uh, for pennies on the dollar for for those who who saved it in dollars. Please, 
please find out about Goldline. They have a current special with every single order placed this week only. You'll qualify for a free Mind Your Business silver bar at no cost. The bars were actually my idea. Mind Your Business is what was minted on the first American coins. Goldline uh, strangely listens to my ideas, but... uh, uh, maybe you should try it out as well. Goldline, it's their way of thanking you for your support for the last 10 plus years. Everybody wins when you call Goldline today. They're standing by to take your call. Call 866-GOLDLINE or go to goldline.com. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. We did not get to a very important story. I had uh, a note from somebody who I really respect that Uh, watches international affairs for me and said we are uh, moving towards war and nato uh, is uh, going to be right in the center of it and we have a major decision to uh, to make and i didn't get to it today but i want to get to it on tomorrow's program also if you're a parent and your kids are coming home and they're like what's the difference between gender and sex you don't even know mom and dad hopefully on tomorrow's program we'll have a a tutorial for you on how to talk to your kids who are being brainwashed this is the glenn back program